What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. This is Laura Vandevoort. I played Kara Kent slash Supergirl on Smallville, and you are listening to Always Hold On to Smallville. Welcome to Always Hold On to Smallville. In this podcast, we talk about each and every episode of the Young Superman show that ran from 2001 to 2011 on the WB and the CW. I'm your host, Zach Moore, and I'm joined by... Lance Laster. And we're back with another mailbag, mailbag number five. So Lance is here to help me open up the mailbag and read all of your emails and messages and iTunes reviews. Not all of them. You know, we don't, we can't, we don't time for all of them because there's only so much time in the day. That's very true. But uh, the good majority of them we are going to get through, and uh, some of the some of these I have responded to already online. Some of them I haven't. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember which ones those were. So we might, <laughs> <laughs> we might have some we might have some overlap. I distinctly remember um, re- re- replying to some of these. Uh, some of them are more time sensitive, but others, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, yeah, we'll get to you on the mailbag. So I do I do feel sorry for y'all. It's like oh, I just heard this mailbag episode. I'm going to send in a message, and you have to wait like a year <laughs> to hear your message. You know, because traditionally we do these uh, in hiatuses of the show, like in between the the first half and the second half of a season, because mm-hmm. uh, right now we're in between Lexmas and uh, Fanatic Correct. on the show, uh, which is the their winter hiatus back in the day. Uh, and so th- those are always a good logical time to do mailbags. Uh, and that's what we're doing now. And we want to get this in before crisis mm-hmm. on FMRs, uh, just so you guys know. Uh, uh, we're going to have our, our crisis coverage, as we did um, for the first part of crisis. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we'll talk about this when we do the episode, Lance, but, and I'm seeing a lot of this online now, and I'm starting to agree with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, they should have just done all five. I agree. Because I think we all, we all thought that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Before Crisis on Infinite, it's like, oh my god, they're gonna have five episodes. Crisis week. Ah! Yeah. It's like, no, we're gonna have all uh, three, and then we're gonna wait like six weeks, and then there's gonna be two in one night. <laughs> it's like, what? Thanks, George. Oh, <laughs> uh, <Gungans>. <laughs> <laughs> like Yeah. Sword. Yeah. I mean, like, it would have been a whole lot like to do that in a week, but I think just to build off the momentum that you started and created, like, 
do it all in one week have it be as epic as the name of of this event says it is right like do it all one week have a crisis week that would have been awesome yeah because i don't like the hype is gone because it's, like, it's not even like oh man, i can't wait for this it's it's one night yeah i know like like i i think if they were gonna break it up they should have done three and two correct because then it's like all right yeah back to back nights because it's a, yeah. but it's like yeah i'm just gonna sit down one night and watch it and mm-hmm. we'll do a podcast and then we'll never talk about it again <laughs> yeah well not really but you know so yes i'm not i mean obviously behind the scenes you know they were still finishing the episodes maybe they weren't ready back then i, I don't know uh, but I, I think that the pulse of the fandom, I, mean, I remember leading up to, oh my crisis, crisis, crisis. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it's been like six weeks. I don't know. Christmas, Star Wars. So much yeah. Has, <laughs> so much has happened. It's very right? true. So anyway, uh, so we're going to come back with, uh, uh, our, our crisis, uh, on infant nurse, uh, discussion, uh, the night of, uh, the final two parts of crisis mm-hmm. that come out. And then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled, uh, Smallville coverage we'll have another level 33.1 in there somewhere as well uh, so we're trekking right along with season five hope y'all enjoy uh, december was a pretty busy month for us here on yes, the podcast it was. yes it uh, was. we're still doing our season 11 combo coverage as well so i mean you guys are getting a lot of content let's just be real. <laughs> All right. so, i don't want to hear about how the podcast is going to be over until 2030 All right. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that that could very well still be the case What's wrong with that? <laughs> so, Nothing. <laughs> so anyway, we are here to answer your mail and letters and uh, mail time. <laughs> Is that from something? Uh, PTI. <sighs> Pardon the interruption. Genius yeah. that, that <laughs> those three letters appear in that. I used to watch that. All I mean, as you yeah. do. So you still watch Pardon the Interruption? No. Is it still the two guys? Yeah, it's still them. Wow, that's shocking to me that those two guys are still there. It's because they're best friends. Well, there you go. See, like us. There we go. What a segue. Anyway, <laughs> mail time. <laughs> All right, so our first message from the mailbag is Mary Smallville. Now, Mary, I doubt Smallville is actually your last name, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she left us a review on iTunes, a five-star review. So Hey-o. thank you very much, Mary. Uh, titled Trip Down Memory Lane. Memory Lane? Lois Lane. That's not what I meant, guys. But anyway, uh, (laughs) innocence, people. Just be innocent with your thoughts. So by far the best podcast on iTunes and, of course, the best one about Smallville. Do not stop your amazing work. You have no idea how grateful we are that you're doing this podcast. Thank you. Mary, I say you have no idea what we're capable of. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you have no idea who you're dealing with. <laughs> but thank you. It's always great to get an iTunes review. Guys, if you haven't left us an iTunes review yet, please do. Uh, I'm told it raises awareness for a podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it can't hurt. So it doesn't even have to be a five-star. It can be a four-star or a three-star or two-star or one-star. Can you leave one with no stars? Probably. Let's get, let's get, one, let's get somebody to leave us a no-star review. Let's see it. I challenge you, the listeners. <laughs> Let's mess up that five-star uh, average we have going. But no, thank you very much, Mary. And uh, we don't intend on stopping. We are going to finish all 10 seasons. Uh, we've already covered the comic books. I, I don't know if I'll come back around and cover them in a more like beat-by-beat manner. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're going to do all the other tie-in comic books that came out uh, court, uh, uh, concurrently with the show and also the, the tie-in novels. So uh, we uh, have a long way to go. Yep. So 2030 it is. <laughs> Uh, so Lance, why don't you read our next uh, email? Cool. All right. So the next thing is an email from uh, Mr. Justin Norris. Amazing podcast in the subject line. My name is Justin Norris. 
About a month ago, I discovered your show after finishing my most recent rewatch of the series. I was looking for something to supplement the show, and you fulfilled that want perfectly. Since I found the show, I've binged up to up to the season finale episode. I listened to you mostly while working out and doing chores. It really does help make the time go by. Yourself and your guest have many great opinions, some of which I disagree with completely, and listen to you um, all is fascinating, as I never have had anyone around me to uh, who watched the show. I started watching the show in 2009 when I was a freshman in high school, so none of my friends cared about, about anything uh, Superman about a Superman show. Uh, thank you for such a well-made, entertaining uh, retrospective. Keep up the amazing work. Wow. Uh, freshman in high school... In 2009. I feel old now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's graduating yeah, college. Yeah. So. Now, Justin, you make a great point, and I really appreciate you saying this. Um, you enjoy listening to our opinions, even if you disagree with many of them completely. And that's yes. what we need more of in fandom, you know? Yes. Look around at fandom today. You Not see, just fandom. Like, life in general. Yeah, right, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the world will be a better place <laughs> if more people took this attitude. But it's true, though. It's like... I, I enjoy like it's not just fandom stuff, but like you know, politics, whatever you want to call it. Right? Yes, looking at different perspectives, hearing different points of view. Because you just stay in your echo chamber of I agree with everything these guys say, and I'm not going to listen to anyone else, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you have no you know, scope of things, you know. So Correct. I think that's really a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I'm glad that even though you disagree with us, you keep listening, and also you know, send us a follow-up email. Let it let us know. What are some of these ideas you disagree with completely? I'd be fascinated to know. It's true. And I can debate you and <laughs> tear down your argument. No, it's not. No, I'm just curious because I knew I have a lot of hot takes on here, I feel. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, some people come out and agree. Some people don't. But that's great. It's a great thing about the conversation. It's the point of having a podcast. So that's very true. I appreciate that point. Yes. Is, please, uh, please keep listening. And uh, thank you very much for the email. So our next email is from our friend Corey Moore. Cool. What's up, Corey? This is a, uh, a time-sensitive email. Oh, man. But I uh, I just thought it'd be a fun little time capsule. He says, Astros get grinky. Oh, man. Corey's a fellow baseball fan. He's a big Seattle Mariners fan. He knows I'm an Astros fan. He says, congrats. Your favorite team just won 2019 World Series. Oh, uh, that, that stings a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we were three innings away. We sure uh, were. Should have left in Grinky. Yeah. And we would have won that game because he was pitching game seven. But, we should have uh, left him in through to finish game seven. <sighs> Anyway, he says Astro training for Grinky was smart, and putting him in a rotation with Verlander and Cole is sweet. Hopefully, we agree. We agree. <laughs> I do not disagree. Hopefully, one of these days, my Mariners will be good like your Astros in the year two thousand twenty-eight, maybe. <laughs> up, up, and away, Corey. Well, thanks, Corey. I don't know, Corey. They they started the season pretty well last year, and then Mariner stuff happened. Now, this is not to rub it in, Corey. This is clearly this is merely for us to figure this out. Yes. Are the Mariners now the only team not to have made a World Series? They might be. Because the Rockies made one. Yes. Obviously, the Marlins have won two. Yeah. Diamondbacks have won. Yeah, the Rays uh, made one. Rays made one. I, I don't... The Nationals, obviously. Yes. <laughs> okay. Was this their first time? Yes. Well, well, technically, their second time because of the way they moved. Yeah. But, yeah. I think so. Wow. It's never. I mean, you guys are going to make it one day. Yeah. I mean, not while we're in your division. But, <laughs> um, well, thanks for the email, Corey. Yes, and and we were, uh, what like nine outs away from winning the World we sure Series were. with with Zach Greinke on the mound. So yeah. Anyway, you learn. Right, so let's uh, let's move on from that. <laughs> Go to our next email. All right. Next thing is an email from Mr. Casey Cochran, uh, and he says uh, Lois's age compared to Clark. Hi, Zach and Co. I was just listening to your podcast episode that covers the episode Gone. 
I think you were seriously overanalyzing the age of Lois Lane. I always thought she was a year older than Clark. How else would she need high school credits? Good point. I think this implies that she uh, would have have or slash did graduated a year before Clark, Chloe, Lana, and you. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, look, <laughs> look forward to your thoughts on on my point of view if you reply or on the next mailbag episode. Kind regards, Casey Cochran. Now, if I recall my thinking, uh, Casey, it was that you know originally they had brought Lois in and they've been told she could be there for like two episodes. And they said, you can be there for four episodes. And they just let her, like, fine. You can have her for half the season. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. And it's, like, season nine. Like, fine. She can be there the whole season. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> or season eight, whichever one. And part of the, uh, I think the disconnect there was they write, they wrote Lois to be older than Clark, which which I think she should be, mm-hmm. always should be, unless she's Chloe, and then she'd be the same age. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh now those were that was gone. That was the second episode. Yeah. So I'm thinking they wrote these scripts saying, "Oh, Lois is like you know in her early 20s." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because if Clark was um, 17 or 18, she'd be you know, I think you know 21, 22. I think we even did the math. She said something about her mom died when she was like five. Yeah. And then said it was like 16 years ago with the dad, with her dad not dating anyone, something like that. Mm-hmm. There was some math that we did. Okay, and I, I and I believe you you refer to it as as seriously overanalyzing. I believe that's what <laughs> that's what that was. Now, obviously, uh, you know they, they come to the next episode. Oh, Lois, you're short some credits, right? But they could have been like you know back like oh we finally found them something like that. Military brat moving around, right? Yeah. So that's where we're coming from. Obviously, they made Lois just a year older than Clark, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. But but I, I, there's lots of you know, putting Lois on the show, they, they there's lots of things they kind of fit into place yes. that didn't quite fit. Agreed. And I think that was one of her her being like, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's, and, and you know, that's not about Superman the movie, right? You know, there's a, there's in the extended version of Superman the movie, uh, there's the, uh, the, uh, the you know, little girl sees Clark running on the train. That's Lois Lane. You're like, hey, mom, dad, I saw, you know, that's Noel Neal yeah. and Kirk Allen who played uh, Lois and Clark in the uh, serials, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and other things. And, uh, well, obviously, Noel Neal played her in Adventure of Superman. Yes. Kirk Allen was the original pre-George E. Superman. They're her parents on the train. That's a cute little casting, a legacy casting, right? And they're like, oh, Lois Lane, you have such an imagination. I'm like, well, hold on. But Clark is like 18, and she's yeah, he like is. eight. Yeah. So when he goes to the fortress, and he's there for 12 years, mm-hmm. let's overanalyze this. Okay. So, <laughs> so he goes to the fortress for 12 years, comes out when he's 30. Okay. Because Superman is Jesus in those movies, and mm-hmm. he started his ministry when he was 30, right? So Lois is 20. 20. Margot Kidder is 20. No, it now Kate Bosworth, I can buy is 20. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, but that's what we do. We overanalyze here. But thank you, Casey, for bringing it. So that was my thinking. I understand your thinking. I definitely agree. Like now, the Smallville canon, she's only a year older than him. Uh, but there, there were some question marks when she first showed up. So anyway, okay. Well, on to our, our next message is, a, is an ice tune review for uh, an, an ice tune. Ice tune. Ice Tune. That's a, our new app, Ice Tune, brought to you by Ice Tune. <laughs> Are you tired of logging onto websites? <laughs> now we're from our sponsor, Ice Tune. <laughs> so we, we have an, an iTunes review from Spiker20. Okay. That's uh, a five-star review. So another five-star review. Thank you very much, Spiker. Uh, title is, So Much Fun to Listen to. And I agree. I do listen to our show. And I find it quite fun. So... <laughs> Uh, the review goes as follows. Wish I had known about this podcast when I started watching Smallville. 
for the first time a couple of years ago. I was busy raising my kids when it first came out and didn't really know much about it at all. I then heard some friends talking about how good the show was, so I actually bought all episodes because I couldn't find them streaming, and just about a year ago, they came out on Hulu. Watching all episodes again this year while listening to the podcast and really enjoying the insight and paying attention to details. I missed overanalyzing, if you will. I'm supposed to be the case. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a slight. That's not. So be clear. Happens with fun. Um, I listen as I go for my daily walks and find myself either smiling or just playing laughing out loud the entire time. As you and your friends clearly have so much fun discussing this, as we definitely do. I'm just finishing up season one and obviously have a lot of catching up to do and continue to look forward to listening to you every day. Keep it up. Well. Thanks a lot, Spiker. Yeah, I mean, season one, you you have a long way to go to catch up yes. with us. Now, if you're listening to us every day, you probably up to us by now. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's something that uh, I, I, I really work to, to 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 make you guys feel the fun we're having when we're talking about it. So anyway, yeah. that's good to, good to know that that's coming through the microphone. So Indeed. All right, so next thing we have is an email from Casey Cochran. There he is. What's up again, Casey? Uh, email title, Transference Podcast. Hey, Zach and company. I just listened to your podcast on transference, and I have a theory. While I'm not sure if Lionel actually remembers being in Clark's body, I am certain of something he says to the doctor at the end of the episode. Let's look at this as if Lionel does remember being in Clark's body, and he would still tell the doctor that he can't remember the last few days. And he's saying this not necessarily because he's got amnesia, but because he literally was not in his own body. So he wouldn't have any memories from Lionel's body. So to me, this is not necessarily amnesia. I think whether he actually had amnesia is unclear. Perhaps he kept his experience in uh, that he was in Clark's body a secret. You may have to make an adjustment to the tally board if this is, is, hasn't come to your attention yet, uh, uh, as at the time of this email. I haven't listened to the rest of season uh, yet to the rest of season four. As for my previous email about the age of Lois Lane, I realized I didn't connect the dots when she, when she said her mom died when she was six, fifteen years oh, earlier. Look at that, look at that. <laughs> oh, who's overanalyzing now, Casey Cochran? No, Oh, I guess the next episode is the earliest retcon ever uh, when they imply that she was only a year older than Clark. Sorry for the long email. I always enjoy your podcast. Go Crows, Casey Cochran. Well, Casey, everybody gets one. (laughs) You have identified your mistake and asked forgiveness for it. So now that's funny. (laughs) Now, now I I was just telling them where he said, and I'm like, hey, I read all these and I put them in order, but I didn't like read them, read them. (laughs) Until now. Because one of that, you know, spontaneous kind of action here. Uh, and so, yeah, that, there you go. You, you found what I was talking about. Yeah. She says, died when she was six, 15 years earlier, the, the, <laughs> the earliest retcon ever. Indeed. So <laughs> now that's, see, that's an interesting. Th- I think, uh, I think what you're saying about Lionel is an interesting theory because you're right. Like he wouldn't know what happened. It's like with whose bra- brains or so what's being switched. Yeah. Cause if you're, cause that's the thing. Cause the, the problem, the episode is Clark remembered. Uh, the Verizon guy mm-hmm. who wasn't the Verizon guy <laughs> in the uh, in uh, he's a Sprint guy now. Yeah, <laughs> in Lionel's uh, cell. Mm-hmm. It's like, Lex, we gotta help this guy, right? So Clark remembered what he did in Lionel's body. So Lionel should remember what he did in Clark's body. Yeah, but then whenever there's mind control and stuff, it always works differently on Clark because he's a Kryptonian. Correct. Like in Hug or in Heat. Mm-hmm. So. You got that going for you. But it would be interesting if 
Lionel remembered what Clark did in his own body, and Clark remembered what Lionel did in his own body, that would have been interesting too. Yeah. But Clark clearly didn't remember what Lionel did because he's like, he's getting in trouble with Chloe and Lionel and all those people. Yeah. So it's just that that is a weak part of that episode, like the ending of it like that. Because they didn't they really weren't sure what they're gonna do with Lionel yet. Because like, well, we can't he's not gonna be evil anymore, mm-hmm. but we can't have no Clark's secret. Yeah. Maybe he does. And so they they left it very vague. And I guess it kinda of, it only works with John Glover's such amazing. That's true. <laughs> Dude's a beast. He's a beast, man. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, Clyde said he didn't remember. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take that as word. Yeah. <laughs> good Lionel. We're going to take good Lionel's word. And we're going to keep the amnesia count the way it is. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, uh, yes. <laughs> there, you, there you have it. But that is, that, that's, uh, that, that, that is one of those things that you're always like, because when you try to find out who knows what, when, that's one of those points you kind of come back to. You're like, I don't know. Who knows yeah. what, when? I don't know. So but thank you for the email, Casey. And you're right, Lois Lane was 21, which she came on small ball the first episode. It's been established. So, uh, Next uh, message is from Emma Morris, amazing podcast. Uh, she says, hello, Zach and company. Thank you for reading out my email in mailbag number four. It was very strange to hear my words being said as I was walking into work. You said that I could share some photos with you guys, so I've chosen a few photos from my trip to Vancouver, so we'll put those in the, in the mailbag number five uh, photo gallery mm-hmm. on our social media. Uh, these pictures are of me at the Daily Planet building, the Luther Mansion, quote, Shanghai, a.k.a. the Sun Yat-sen Classical Chinese Garden, <laughs> and me with Christian Couric at Toronto Fan Expo. Nice. Thank you again for the entertaining podcast week after week. Well, thank you again, Emma. And I believe you've become a recent patron, so thank you for joining the patron. A lot of you, a lot of you guys writing in are, are patrons as well, so mm-hmm. I thank you guys for that. So For sure. Um, Shout out to y'all. And yes, you know, I remember... The last email you said met Kristen Kirk. I'm like, oh man, we wish we could be Kristen uh-huh. Kirk. Well, we have. And we she, have. She's great. And she's amazing. So, and we'll post, take a look out for those pictures on our social media. So thank you for sharing those, Emma. Cool. All right. Next up, we have an email from Jeffrey. And I apologize, Meisner. I apologize if I messed up that name. Uh, new, new to the podcast, stuck in 2016, curious about 2019. That's pretty funny reading this in 2020. Um, I caught onto your podcast a couple of months ago from hearing you on the Lois and Clark podcast. Shout out to Matt Jurex. Yeah. Uh, even though it's been eight years since the show ended, I wasn't sure at first if Smallville would be too recent for me to see a fresh perspective on it. I was quite bitter about the finale, <laughs> to put it mildly, but by revisiting the early days of the show of your podcast, I remembered that I've loved it. And there is enough distance to laugh at the things I did love, except for not wearing the suit, which will never uh, be funny. Uh, My question isn't exactly about Smallville, though, but rather The Flash. Since I'm working through season one, I'm I'm caught in 2016 as far as the podcast's conversations about the Arrows go. It's interesting to hear what predictions played out and what didn't. I'm going to catch up to up to date on the podcast eventually, but I'm a bit too impatient to find out what you what do you think of the flash today? Because I'm on the same page with 2016 you about the flash, but I kind of almost hate uh, the show <laughs> these days. Uh, in a, in a recent to me podcast, you were talking about Supergirl's move from the CW to CBS and, and how you said you hoped it wouldn't become a zombified version of, of itself. Similar, familiar enough to keep watching, uh, but you don't really like it. That's exactly how I would describe the Flash. Lowell, what are your thoughts on the Flash these days, Jeff? Well, uh, Lance, you're more qualified to answer this question. Mm-hmm. Being caught up with the Flash, it's, yeah. it's funny that um, yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> Supergirl. Uh, I, I liked early season two with Superman in it, mm-hmm. and then I kind of 
kind of faded out of watching it. Mm. I watched all the John Cryer episodes of Lex Luthor. I think he's fantastic. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm not keeping like back when it was just Arrow and the Flash. Yeah, easy to keep on top of this stuff. Yes, but it's like I'm trying to do a small little podcast here. Mm-hmm. Can't watch like five other shows. You know? yeah. So that's part of my issue with uh, Crisis. You know, well, not an issue, but it's like. I'm always asking, like, did they? What's who's this now? You know, with you. I mean, I know a little bit about Supergirl. I'm keeping with Arrow. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's the the flagship show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I stopped watching the Flash regularly. I want to say mid season three. Um, okay. And that's other than the crossovers, I, I haven't really been watching it. So, 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 Lance, what is your uh, opinion of the Flash? From what I gather from you. Uh, you and Jeff are kind of on the same page. We are on the same page. I completely agree with you, Jeff. Um, yeah, the Flash, the, the funny thing is, like, is people like to talk about how Arrow is like, oh, man, like, you know, after season two, Arrow just was like completely bad, man. I'm like, I actually, I think the, the show that has had the hardest and farthest fall is the Flash mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's it, was, it has never gone back up. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, because Arrow has his peaks and valleys. It's yes. Like one and two, three and four, five, six, seven, yeah. eight. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but the Flash is just that consistently gone. It's just down an, it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a tailspin the entire time. Tailspin. Woo. That's wrong. What is the one. tailspin theme song? Uh oh, 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 oh tailspin. Oh, oh, oh. That's true. Tailspin. No. Every day that I'm making ducktails. Tales of daring, do bad, and good luck tales. Ducktales does have the greatest theme song ever. That, Don't at me. Okay. Smallville is crazy. Anyway, the Flash. But yeah, but no, Flash is Flash is fallen the farthest because it was the highest, and and it's just it just never pulled up. Um, it's just like season two was like kind of all right, but they just kind of did the exact same thing as they did in season one, as as Teddy, Teddy Sears, Sears told us himself. Yeah, um, if you. If you didn't get a chance to hear our uh, <laughs> our conversation about that, Jeffrey, because you're probably far behind. Hopefully, maybe you'll listen to this mailbag episode. Yeah, I, I hope you. Uh, it's only better. <laughs> maybe I should just respond to your email. That's a thought. But um, uh, yeah, we were talking to Teddy Sears at uh, Wizard World. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, like, he told me about you know uh, my, my arc and, and for my character." And I was like, "I was a little worried about it because I was like, this what they just did in season one." Yep. <laughs> You told him, like, yeah, man, we don't really watch it anymore. It's like the same thing every season. He's like, yeah, so I've been here. Yep. <laughs> it's true. Teddy Sears, cool dude. Agrees with us about the Flash. <laughs> but it's true, yeah. They no. just they just kind of are just retreading everything, and it's like the the characters are not really evolving, and the show is not really growing. Um, they just kind of keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Expecting different results. Yeah. <laughs> or expecting the same results. Be a hit show. Yeah. I guess it still does pretty well, but it know, does. creatively, it's kind of stagnant. I think yes, it has. That's what, we're, that's what we're seeing. That's why they've. Uh, it's why they bumped the crisis back from 2024 to 2020 uh-huh. to wrap this stuff up. <laughs> yeah, we, we have four more years at it's guys. Yeah, <laughs> got to wrap this sucker up. So yeah, we shall see. But well, hopefully, I answer your question about the current state <laughs> of the Flash, Jeff, and uh, move on to uh, Casey Cochran. Another email from Casey. Uh, he says Jonathan as a football player. So Casey is our canon police. I'm so small here. Hey, Zach and Co. My name is Casey Cochran. For 10 years, I was stranded 
in a retail position, forced to deal with customer service. I nearly went crazy. Now, I work at a job that I deal with no direct customer service, and I listen to your podcast. I have clawed my way out of the bowels of retail and into a job that keeps me sane. Now my mission is to save others from such a fate. I am the former Walmart associate. He's become someone else. <laughs> so what you're doing there, Casey. Hope you appreciate that. Yeah. Musical riff at the end. Uh, he said, I had a thought on Jonathan's football position. If you recall in the episode Hothead, Clark tells his dad that they gave him his old position. At some point, Jonathan talks about starting as a sophomore, I believe in facade. So he could have been his freshman year. That's the way I justify it anyway. Go Crows, Casey Cochran. And that's right. Uh, much like Jonathan's age, mm-hmm. as we see, gets all moving around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of his, his football position. I don't know what, what it was, halfback or yeah. tailback or something. Yeah, so... But he was not the quarterback. He was not the quarterback. And it, and it, and it is... It it does check out that he would be like the running back uh, in an, in freshman year and then a quarterback sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. Just because, just because of like look at football at the time that he would have been playing it, like in, especially in Kansas. Like look, look at, I mean, it makes sense. It checks out. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Season season four continuity. See with the show that's see four seasons when the, and the show starts running long enough to start like contradicting itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff we're finding there. Yeah. But yeah, that you you can head canon that away definitely. I agree, Casey. So mm-hmm. for sure. All right, next email is from Jason Hudson. Um, it says, Zach, I finally heard my email on the podcast. Starts off, Zach, I finally heard my email on the podcast. I greatly appreciate the shout out. I was full on expecting to just uh, sit at the bottom of what I'm sure is a very full inbox. But you read it and responded to it on the air, and I'm so glad. Now the entire fandom knows that they have a new member. It's always rad to talk about Smallville or any show or movie depicting Superman, and I find myself lacking in the community to do so. Friends move away, get jobs, get in relationships, and I just and I still just want to talk about Smallville and Superman all the time. Yeah, we do too, <laughs> to a certain extent. Um, so, uh, first off, Justice League, the recent live action movie, was woefully underrated. Not by you. Um, I thought your review was fair. It had problems in, in production, sure. But the finished product was definitely stuff I grew up always wanting to see. It was cool getting the team together... Um, movie i knew superman was coming back but i still it still had me crying at the opening song and throughout i had previously mentioned my love for the flash uh, episodes of smallville and then you talked about his inaugural episode you also talked about the first aquaman episode no matter how you feel about the characters i think we can all agree the smallville justice league scenes are pretty badass i agree it was amazing seeing this for the first time in live action it became a it became real to me it said the bar uh, that I think the movie barely tops uh, in, in spectacular and storytelling. Not not appearance. We all know how hard it is to look at Cavill's face in that movie. Uh, secondly, uh, the Metallo stuff is pretty cool too. Thirdly, I don't think Smallville gets nearly enough praise whenever I hear people talk about how great the CW-verse uh, shows are. Yes, this, uh, this show and the Arrowverse are doing different things, but the Arrowverse wouldn't be a thing without Smallville. Very true. Fourthly, the Connor Kent and Lex Luthor clone stuff are pretty cool. Can't wait for you to get to them. Your friend, Jason Hudson. Yeah, you know, the uh, Justice League, I still find it more enjoyable than Batman v Superman. I do too. Because. Because it is more enjoyable. I mean, Justice League is probably. It's also better. But Justice League's biggest, biggest problem is its inconsistency with its franchise and itself. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm one of those. I do want to see the Snyder Cut. I think the Snyder Cut is coming. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see that and compare it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same way we compare Superman 2s together. Mm-hmm. And as usual, I think the, the best version probably lies somewhere in between those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, after Batman v Superman, I was like, ugh. Yeah. And after Justice League, I was like, oh, okay. I'd see another one of these. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. And I guess we will, being the Snyder Cut, because it's a completely <laughs> different movie. Uh, yeah, the uh, Metallo on Smallville, I think uh, is that, if that is what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Brian Austin Green, big fan of his from Turret and Raider the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yep. Playing Cyborg, very good there. <laughs> um, it'll be a while before we get back down to uh, season nine. So. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think, uh, you know, with Arrow ending, uh, to your third point, Arrow, Arrow ending, everyone's like, Arrow the one that started it all. Like, eh, like, no, it didn't. No, not exactly. No, no, no. And then uh, Connor Kent and Lex Luthor. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's what's so interesting about that. Like, And this is why I give the writers a lot of credit. Uh, for Smallville, season 10 is kind of uneven. I mean, he has great moments and then, like a lot of filler, yeah. which you don't want to have in your last season. Uh, but unfortunately, they didn't know what was going to happen with Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. So their plan was, this is, the last, this is the last Lex Luthor clone. He's going to grow into the Michael Rosenbaum, and that'll be him. Yeah. And then they couldn't come to an agreement, the Michael Rosenbaum, and like, crap, what do we do? Yep. Here, I know we'll turn him to Superboy. <laughs> That's pretty smart because... In the comics, yes, Connor Kent is a clone of Lex and, and Clark. Mm-hmm. And then White Wilson Roseanne did come back, <laughs> and they just kind of ignored that this kid was around. Basically, <laughs> like he's uh, he's off somewhere doing something. You can't find him. So. Yeah. Uh, so I give him a lot of credit for that as well. So anyway, uh, and if you're talking about uh, Titans, we'll talk about that one day on the, on the Patreon. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for the email, Justin. Uh, now, Darren Kirched has an email. He says, Superman 2 special. Hello. Smallville has always held a special place in my heart. So when I came across your podcast, it's impossible to not be a fan. And now a patron member. Thank you for being a patron. And again, a lot of you guys are patrons. Um, so thank you very much for that. And uh, having said that, I want to bring up and expand upon something you guys talked about in your Superman 2 special episode. The moment you started talking about the Donner and Salkine feud during filming of the original 1978 film, oh, <laughs> brought back an interesting tidbit from a different Superman podcast I listened to. Uh, the Cape Wonder Superman podcast. They were interviewing Jeff East, who played young Clark in the film, and he brought up an interesting situation on set. Did you know that during part of his filming, not only were his legs and a lot of pain from running, hence why he always appears to be limping, but Richard Lester shot part of his scenes due to a fight between the Donners and the Salkines, which resulted in Donner leaving the set for a few days before returning. I had no idea. You guys are awesome. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks, Darren, for that email. No, I, I was not aware of that. I, I knew that Richard Lester, he was like a, uh, he was just around uh, during Superman the movie. Like he, he had worked with the Salkines before and they, they had, um, uh, kept him, uh, kept him around to, uh, to just kind of oversee production. I don't know what I don't know what his I don't know what his official title was during Superman movie. He's actually the guy that suggested taking the end of Superman two, which is reversing time, putting it in the first one. <laughs> um, but no, I did not know that he shot uh, some scenes with Jeff E. So that yeah, the, 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 it was a toxic relationship between the Donner and uh, the Salkites from yeah. the start, and it was a great end product. But you know. Uh, sometimes the best art takes a lot of blood, blood, sweat, and tears. Absolutely. So that's uh, and, uh, interesting. And, you know, I have not listened to the Cape Wonder podcast. Uh, I'm familiar with Jim Bowers and all his Superman the movie uh, stuff, so uh, that, that's definitely on my radar to check out one day because I definitely appreciate it. But thanks for uh, sending in the email and bringing that to our attention. Cool. All right. 
Next email is from our boy Corey Moore. Uh, Top 10 Smallville songs. Zach, before I get into my Smallville biz, I have to say, your Houston Astros have crushed my Seattle Mariners' heart this season. Just brutal. They have whipped the Mariners all season long. Astros are legit this season. Not legit enough. (laughs) We were up until the Mm. final game. To quote Justice League, not enough. Yep. Uh, your mailbag number four, part two, has inspired me to pick my favorite Smallville songs. Smallville's team had a knack for picking the right song for the right moment. I love that. Uh, even to this day, I'll hear a song and think, oh, this song was in the pilot episode, or this song was in the Phoenix episode, etc., etc." So here we go. Number 10. How do we do? Uh, <laughs> uh, by Swank. The Fortune episode. Tess and Dr. Hamilton getting jiggy with it. <laughs> You know what? That's that's an underrated ship is uh, Tess and Dr. Hamilton. I ship that. Uh, number nine, Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. Uh, Jinx episode. Tie them shoelaces, Clark. Old Spice. Uh, number eight, It's a Beautiful Day by U2. Uh, the Nicodemus episode. I love the Nicodemus episode. Uh, is that Metropolis I see from the wind, uh, from this windmill? Uh, it's Just an ordinary, ordinary Day by Greg Jones. Duplicity. Clark playing basketball in his jeans, just like me. <laughs> Very good. Um, six, Feels Like Today by Rascal Flats. Run episode. Uh, Kid Flash runs like a boss. Uh, number five, A Little Less Conversation by Elvis. Uh, the Heat, yes. Uh, four, Just the Good Old Boys. Uh, Nicodemus, Jonathan driving his truck, remembering his good old days back on Earth 53. <laughs> That's funny. Um, Yes, it's about to get real again. Uh, Number three, whenever you go, wherever you go, by the calling, the pilot episode. Lex, watch out for that barbed wire on the road. Uh, Two, everything by Lifehouse, the pilot episode. Clark can dream about dancing with Lana. He can dream, all right. And number one, Remy Zero. Can't think about Smallville without thinking about this song. Yeah, Remy Zero! Uh, this time might be cheating. 1A, the Superman theme, <laughs> uh, the final episode. This song is synonymous with Superman. All other songs related to Superman live in the shadow of this score by, from John Williams. Hands down my, uh, is my favorite song of all time. Not just Smallville, but everything. Up, up, and away. Everything. Everything. No, that's a good, uh, that's a good list there, Corey. Uh, definitely... Uh... We would have a couple overlaps, perhaps more. Uh, if I did a similar list, we will, we will do, we'll do a song, a song episode on the Patreon. A couple at some point here. Yeah. Uh, there's so many to choose from, but uh, that that's a solid top. That little uh, solid top ten list. A little less conversation. One of my favorite ones as well from Heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remix. What a bizarre choice. Yeah. But uh, I appreciate it though. Yeah, it's good. It's perfect. So, but, but thank you for that, Corey. And yeah, we know we have another email from Adam Parker. He says, Smallville Returns, I have so many questions. Hey, Zach, I honestly couldn't believe my eyes, ears, seeing the Tom, and now Erica <laughs> will be back for Crisis. This generates so many questions. So many questions. But I'm sure you and Lance will tackle them in due time on the podcast, as well we did. Yep. I was so keyed up, I actually put on Homecoming. hey Maybe my personal pick for a favorite episode. Man, Adam, you and me, man. Not necessarily the best. Uh, not so much. One of my favorites. <laughs> just, just one kidding. of my favorites to just watch. It got me thinking. And this is the one that we, we I brought up in our pre-crisis stuff, but I thought mm. I'd bring it up again here. See, I remembered some of these I responded to. Uh, uh, what do you think are the top five must-watch episodes for someone wanting to get a feel for Smallville and be ready for crisis? Maybe for someone who is curious about Smallville, 
and wants to appreciate the crossover but hasn't seen it, or at least wants to rehit the highlights before December, not necessarily the best episodes, period, but the ones that would help you know the world going into crisis. I'll probably try by hand edit, but I'd love to hear recommendations. So pumped for season five on the pod. In my memory, is one of my favorite seasons. We'll see if it holds up. Adam Parker uh, definitely holds up. I'm loving season five so far. Uh, it's funny, you know, we, you know, I actually posted this question on social media. Got some responses we mentioned in our pre-crisis podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, my answer now will be very different. <laughs> yeah. See what they did. Yeah. Crisis definitely mortal needs to be on there. Okay. Um, trying to think of the episodes where Clark is doesn't have his powers. Yeah. But on the other ones, he's like, oh, I need to get my powers back. Uh-huh. As opposed to that one. Uh, I mean, what I said originally, I was like, Pilot, uh, I believe Rosetta. Um, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Crusade. Okay. As Lois' first episode, first episode of Flight. I don't know what the... F- did, I say, did I say finale? <laughs> Might have. <laughs> I don't know if I did or not. Um, well, how would you answer this question? Uh, <laughs> Refer would... to my previous answer on the okay. last podcast, but I would put the fifth one be mortal now because of okay. what happened in Crisis. Well, I'd say for sure Rosetta Crusade and Homecoming, and then the other two I'm not sure. Pilot? Maybe. Kind of um, information at this point. Though, yeah, right? that's, that's a little different. Um, uh... Honestly, I put the finale in there. Yeah, kind of have to. Um, Apocalypse, President Lex. Yeah, maybe. Most landed the Daily Planet. Yeah, maybe something like that. Something to that effect. Well, there you go. Hopefully, that answers your question. <laughs> we did answer it a lot, but I know we did um, on the other conversation and on the social media. And yeah, it's, it's, yeah, seeing now what they did with it, you're like. Ooh. Mortal. Yeah. <laughs> which is one of my favorite episodes of the it show. It is. It's a good one. Which is probably why I'm cool with the ending, you know, in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people are upset about it. I'm not. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about it more as we get down the, the, the list here. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, next email is from Mike Shank. Uh, top episodes. Over the last several months, I've become a fan of your podcast. Reckoning. That's the, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> you see these? If you just read. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the reckoning was the last one. Mike is responding to the, the well, my pick for the top five. Anyway. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Uh, All right, I cut you off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me just start this over. Uh, over the last several months, I've become a fan of your podcast. I really enjoyed your coverage of Tom Welling and Erica Durant reprising their roles as Lois and Clark. The conversation you had about the top five episodes to watch before Crisis was interesting and made me uh, do some thinking. There you go. So listen to that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While I agree with most of your picks, I would argue that Reckoning should be on the list instead of Rosetta. I didn't pick Reckoning. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Why, you ask? Easy. While getting Christopher Reeve... Uh, was a huge deal for the show and explained where Clark came from, Reckoning served a larger role. It was a culmination of the entire first half of the series as Clark and Lana got engaged, but then in a matter of minutes set up the remaining five five and a half seasons um, with the passing of Jonathan Kent. His death was an underlying part of every season's storyline for the foreseeable future in the series. This story, as you know, concluded when Clark's memory of Jonathan Kent handed him the suit and uttered some words. Something about holding on to something. 
You get the idea. Until season 10, that episode had been, in my humble opinion, the best episode of the show. Not sure if you've discussed it already, but I'll ask anyway. Not including uh, the obvious answer of Rosenbaum, your top five characters you'd like to see return. Me, I'd go Pa Kent, Lionel, Oliver, uh, one of the heroes that appeared, uh, Dr. Fate, Impulse, Hawkman, etc., and Lana. Looking forward to the discussion. Podcast is great. Keep up the, of the good work. It's funny you you say the memory of Jonathan Kent gave yeah. him soup. You know, it makes me think of Lance. Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's true. Ripping off Smallville, Star Wars. Uh, it's all connected. So, yeah, the top five characters I like to see return. Um, other than Rosenbaum. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, uh, Oliver Queen, okay. the hero for sure. Um, Lana, because she never got a closure on the show mm-hmm. on screen. I agree with that. I mean, she was, regardless of what you think about Lana, she was a huge part of eight seasons of the show. Yeah. Um, Ma Kent. No Pa Kent. No more Ghost Dad. <laughs> Lionel's been done. Okay. You know? uh, I say Impulse. Okay. And um, Aquaman. Because Dr. Fate and Hawkman are dead. So. Yeah. Tess is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe's not going to show up. Nope. <laughs> so, that's my list. <laughs> and I think yours is the same because there's literally no one else. Uh, Jimmy Olsen. No. Nope. <laughs> Perry White. No. Nope. Here, I have, new, I have new answers for you. All right? Here. Pete the Boss Ross. Pete the Boss Ross. <laughs> Perry White. Jimmy Olsen, Bob <laughs> Kent, all right, Oliver <laughs> Queen, there, and, and Lex Luthor. All right, there's, there's, that's what you need. There, Superman show. No more on HBO, start Brandon Routh. Please. So, there you go. Um, so, Mike, please let us know how disappointed you were that the fact that <laughs> Smallville got two scenes and Eric Arantz had three lines as <laughs> Lois Lane. <laughs> let me know what you think. Although I like the scene, I like the ending. It's not perfect. So, so our next email comes from Dallas Hernandez, another patron for the show, new patron. Welcome, Dallas. He says, just found your podcast. Hey, Zach, I just found your podcast. <laughs> and I love it almost as much as I love Smallville itself. Here's my Smallville story. I remember I was in second grade. Oh, man. When it started. I watched the first episode live on the WB as a young kid who could barely read. My only reference for DC Comics was Superman Friend, Super was Super Friends reruns on the Cartoon Network, and Batman and Superman the Animated Series. I watched Smallville every week, and the Sunday and summer reruns. Smallville beginnings. That's right. Fresh episodes. I bonded with my best friend to this day, much like you and your friends. Over it since junior high. I remember watching the series finale, still live, weeks before my high school graduation. And I thought to myself, well, my childhood's over. Well, I thought to myself, well, my life's <laughs> over. <laughs> God. <laughs> I watched this show so many times, I can picture each episode as you and your guests go through it. I should add, at the time in writing this, I'm on season one of the podcast. So I'm getting a huge kick out of y'all talking about and postulating on the future of the DCEU and the Arrowverse. A lot of mm. people, I know those time capsules are going to uh-huh. be fun. 
Yeah. Um, I distinctly remember, I'm like, they do some crap where Oliver uh-huh. puts on a wig uh-huh. and a fake beard. <laughs> we don't do that anymore because, like, it's, yeah. there's more evergreen shows now. And, you it's know, true. Like, like you were saying, it's hard to juggle all that. Yeah. Um, he goes on, also, I think in a way it helps me uh, relate to your views on high school life because I am also from Houston and I love the H-Town references. Long story short, I'm still holding on to Smallville. Thank you for your hard work. Keep it up. Well, H-Town. You still need H-Town represent. Uh, thank you, Dallas. Lance, any thoughts on that? Uh, no, the second grade thing kind of threw me for a loop Ooh. for there a second. Mold. Dallas is a new member of 33.1, so we'll be hearing from him. Excellent. Coming up on 33.1. So. Cool. Thank you for the email, Dallas. Absolutely. All right, next is an iTunes review, a five-star iTunes review from James5895, titled Fantastic Podcast. Huge Smallville fan, having watched it on the air and rewatched all 10 seasons multiple times over the 10 years it's been off the air. This is a fresh way to rehash Smallville episodes with some of the fun with some fun facts, clarity, and deep analysis of plot, characters, and storytelling. Over analysis, some would say. <laughs> Just having fun, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun to listen to and always living uh, for the show's tally board. Cool. Thanks, James. Another five star. So, thanks a lot. Fresh episode. See, we're not the only ones. Yeah. Found that ridiculous. Yeah. So. <laughs> Shout out to you, Nick. That's right, Nick. Uh, the only person in real life ever encountered <laughs> to buy into that marketing <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> So I got a message from Anthony Desiato. He says, just want to reach out and say that I really dig your show and your posts. You're doing great work. I host a series called My Comic Shop History. So from one podcaster and small little fan to another, kudos. And yes, I remember uh, looking up this podcast. It's, it's, it's a cool uh, concept for uh, Comic Shop History. You guys should go, go check it out, My Comic Shop History. It's got a podcast, Facebook page, things like that. Definitely check it out. I asked him if he's ever going to come down to Houston at some point, and he said he'd like to. So thank you for the message, James. All right, next is an email from Rachel Bernadowitz. Uh, I hope I said that right, Rachel. Uh, titled Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. Disco. Uh, so I just started listening to this podcast. Found it uh, last week when the Crisis News uh, episodes, episode started coming out, and already I love it. I can't wait to hear more. Unlike many of your listeners, I don't have a nostalgia for Smallville as a show because I was too young to watch it when it was on. Sorry. Um, in fact, I first became interested in Smallville because I got into the DCCW shows, especially Supergirl. And thanks to uh, and thanks to that, ended up buying the season one box set in November of 2016. Even though I didn't watch the first season and the second, and um, and then the second, and then began the third, until April and May of 2017. I still enjoyed it when I did. I got to the fourth season in November of that year, and went through seasons five through eight in January through May of 2018. Can you tell what era of the show I enjoy the most? Um, life got in the way, namely my last semester of college, and though I didn't get to seasons nine and ten until this summer, I still have to say that I loved the show, and it was uh, a good experience, and I would... Gladly watched again, albeit less broken up this time. Thank you for this podcast. And again, I especially look forward to your coverage of season five. So I got, in, got into Smallville via Supergirl. So That's there cool. There you go. So uh, did you recognize Laura Vanderford as, <laughs> as not Brainiac? Yeah. <laughs> what was her? 
What's her name on Supergirl? Uh, Indigo? Yes. No. Yes. I think it was. Well, yes. What was the name of their plan? I don't know. It was some name like that. Pri- so- Prism... Um, Pandora, <laughs> <laughs> Hydra. Yeah, I mean, currently on the show, it's Leviathan. But... Project Starhawk. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for the email, uh, Rachel. I uh, glad you found Smallville. Yeah, I mean the CW shows, and this like I, there are a lot of people out there that they're, like they draw these battle lines. They're like, I hate the new shows. They're not Smallville. It's the best. And like, well, I agree. Smallville is the best. Mm-hmm. We can still like everything. You know. Yeah. Well, Talking about before fandom, right? yes, get along with everything. Uh, yeah, because a lot of people are like it's just like us versus them with all the shows. Like, it's not, you know. I'm it glad really they all is. exist. All right, I have an email from Russ Dimino. Uh, great job with the crisis coverage. Hi Zach. Just a quick note to say great job on all the crisis coverage on the podcast itself and on Twitter. The fact that you had special editions out so quickly after the Tom and Erica news broke was really impressive. What an exciting time for Smallville fans. Keep up. The awesome work, man. Well, Russ, thank you very much. We talk a lot on social media. He actually uh, was an author of uh, a lot of Krypton site articles back in the day. The many faces of all those articles on Krypton site. Oh, uh, okay, cool. So he's, he's still updating those as we get more versions of characters. So. Okay. Uh, but yes, thanks for the email, Russ. And, and yeah, you know, it's, uh, we've been, uh, when crisis stuff happens, we're on it, you know, because I mean, when, you, when you're dealing with a show, mm-hmm. it's been over for nine years now. Yes. When there's when there's news, you got to jump on it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like this, you got to seize the day because this, this time will never come again. That is so very that true. That is why we are losing sleep and friends. Yeah. And, <laughs> but uh, but no, it, it is fun to be part of the breaking news wave for sure. So thanks thanks for the uh, appreciation there, Russ. Mm-hmm. Cool. Our next is an email from Forrest. Forrest. Woo. woo. Who I, this is a perfect example. We <laughs> met Forrest at the Smallville cocktail hour at Wizard World, All right. and and then he's like, "Oh, hey, exactly," which is like so cool. So yes, like, it is. If you see us in public, please do that. Yeah, don't be afraid. Please come up to us and make make a scene. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, you got Zach and Lance. Love it, Forrest. So, but see, nobody like, cares. Oh, yeah. Nobody but, cares. But but I <laughs> I didn't I hadn't responded to your email. <laughs> And I was like, oh, so I pulled it up and we talked about it briefly and I felt bad. It was like, man, that's, I got to start a new policy. I got to like respond to the emails yeah. and then read them on air. Mm-hmm. I got to do that. Cause I feel like as, as a person who has sent emails in the past, yes. who I've been responding to, I'm like, God, this guy's a jerk, man. Yeah. Sitting up there with his friends talking about Smallville, not ignoring my emails. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't want people to think that. Not that you thought that for us, but yeah. I'd be perfectly cool if you did. Uh, but, but anyway, we met Forrest and read this with him in person, but yeah. please continue. <laughs> cool so he's like finally writing hey zach i hope you're well amongst the truly infinite announcements from the crisis verse and during your season five rewatch i'm a long time fan of your podcast and a longer time smallville obsessor and you have been and have been meaning to write for some time i will have to spill my smallville heart out to you in another email soon for now i'm curious if you could shed some light on the on wizard world in austin i have plans that weekend but the more Smallville folks I see commit to the event, the more I feel I need to set my priorities straight and get to Texas ASAP. It's like you did. Yep. What can you tell a first-time convention goer? What and how uh, do I uh, do I need to buy? Should I splurge on the group shot? Or and and will that indeed include everyone they've mentioned? A truly wild time to be a Smallville fan. Unexpected and oh so good. Thanks a lot, Zach. Well, you know the important thing is if you're going to get a group shot. Yes. 
do it yourself. <laughs> because <laughs> because if you do it with a friend, you might save some money. But people might not even see that you're in the picture. They're like, oh, are you in this? Yes. Oh, it's my show. <laughs> so now Lance is front and center of the headliner of all of our social media wallpaper. Because it's me and Lance and the cast of Smallville. Lance Laster and the cast of Smallville. That's right. Anyway. Hey, man, when they when they come to Comic Palooza, you could be in the front of we the picture. We are going to have to take another one. We are going to have to take another one. <laughs> I'm going to be in the center of this one. Damn it. My show. <laughs> anyway, we're just having fun. He's serious. Yeah, definitely serious. <laughs> Hey, Forrest, it was nice to meet you in, in Austin and, and hope to see you again out there at one of these other small conventions. Yeah. So. so our next email comes from Adam Parker. He says, loving season five and a question. Hey, Zach, loving the pod as always. Strong start for season five thus far, and we'll see if it holds up. Hypnotic. Cough, cough. Yeah, that one. Uh, I was so enjoying season five that I started a re-listen of the earlier podcast episodes. You have both come a long way, yet also stayed remarkably true to the tone and focus of the podcast. Well done on that. I really wanted to listen to Rosetta since I watched it prepping for Crisis, and you mentioned something with Craig I wanted to follow up on. A new tallyboard category, not the last son of Krypton. I laughed out loud at this one when you guys mentioned it, and I think it's a true winner. I didn't come up during Arrival, and I assume it just got lost in the shuffle, giving us the benefit of the doubt. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I know you don't like adding categories, but any chance adding this bad boy to the tally board? Does Radiant count? Do clones count? Do non-humanoid Kryptonian creatures count? What about time travelers? So many questions. <laughs> I think I vote to count all the above. Keep being awesome. Well, actually, th- no, I did read some of this. Um, or at least mention it in uh, our episode on Splinter. We're talking about Brainiac being not another Kryptonian. So yeah. thank you, Adam. So Adam, he's got he's got a couple. He's got like three categories now. Yeah. So it's true. Uh, but hey, if people keep bringing up good categories, I I'm not opposed to adding them to the board. Okay. I'm gonna have our good boy Corey Moore, our stats guy, to double check my work as he often uh, corrects us when mm-hmm. things are off. Uh, but yes, we we have now added not another uh, not the last one of Krypton. Uh, not another team movie has been added to the mm-hmm. <laughs> tally board. No, not the last son of Krypton has been added. And that is a really good one. Because for someone who's the last son of Krypton. He sure runs into a lot of Kryptonians. Yes, exactly. So there you go. So thank you, Adam. You keep being awesome too. Indeed. So re-listening. So that's when you know you make it. That's when you have a good podcast. People are re-listening. Yeah. To your episodes. So, so sometimes, like I, I rarely re-listen to old ones. But like mm-hmm. sometimes if it's like, if we're on hiatus and it's been a long time, I'll just rambly like. Pull up an episode. One. Yeah. That's and I'm cool. like, man, I haven't talked to Lance in a while. Let me, let me, let me listen to what Lance <laughs> has to say about jitters. <laughs> Lance's take is on Nick Demas. <laughs> Give me the damn keys. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got an email from Isaiah Goodridge. Uh, great podcast. Hey, Zach, I've been putting off emailing you until I caught up uh, to the present. I started listening to your podcast about two months ago, and I've binge listened all four seasons, specials, and April Fool's episodes, loving every second of it. I know there was an actual high schooler to email you, and Jordan was like 21 when he uh, he got on your podcast. But I'd like to think 
uh, I'm also one of your younger listeners. As of now, I'm 18, a college freshman, and was born in 2001. Damn. <laughs> Literally months old when Smallville first aired. I bet I made you feel old just now. You sure did, Isaiah. Uh, it's highly entertaining listening to you and your guests talk about Smallville as the show you all grew up on, uh, grew up with as teenagers, when to me, it's kind of only been the really old show with questionable CGI for the longest time. <sighs> Though I will be the first to admit that while the Arrowverse is my Smallville, uh, it first aired when I was 11 and in middle school, it does have the same have its share of flaws as well anyway i don't want to be the uh the one this uh i don't want to be the one people uh writes an essay of an email uh, i just wanted to let you know that i think your podcast is awesome and i'm definitely a huge fan april fool's episodes too yeah <laughs> i've only done that one right the the the, the uh superboy one mm-hmm. and i thought about continuing that but god this, this episode is so bad yeah <laughs> Myself, too. Yeah, you did. I didn't want to subject anyone else to Super Bowl yeah. <laughs> season two, episode 17, Brimstone. Oof. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, the same age as Smallville, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same age as Clark. This guy's the same age as Smallville himself. <laughs> so, yes, thanks for the uh, email, Isaiah. I, um, you're right about the question on CGI. Like, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's like, I think about that. I'm like, so many effects look so good still. Yes, but that one's like, God, that is some. It's bad. I was like, when, like when Clark catches the car, mm-hmm. like come, let's like uh, I get they didn't like it'd be really tricky to have a wide shot of like a physical car. Yeah, but I don't know, like that that's, that car looks CGI. Yeah, <laughs> like and, and they show it so often. Right? Yeah, that the mace on the Clark's mace. face. That's the most infamous um, one. The um, crush the um, chainsaw when it breaks. Yeah, Lana uh, 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 jumping away from the explosion. Oh, and I'm scared. Yeah. It, if anything makes the opening credit, like you have so many great effects. Mm-hmm. Why do questionable effects make the opening credits? But I don't anyway. know. Uh, but uh, well, we love it. Yeah. So, but yes, that's. Uh, <laughs> and don't worry about writing an essay. Uh, it's more content for the for the mailbag episode. So, so thanks, Isaiah. I appreciate that. And uh, so, guy, he listened to everything in two months. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, see, I've done this too. I've like discovered podcasts. Mm-hmm. And like binge them, right? And then I caught up. And then like, oh, okay, well, I'll move on to something else. And then like, I never went back to them. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like, well, that was like a, that was like a phase of my mm-hmm. life, right? That was, that was like, but now I'm like, oh, that's back? Eh, I don't know. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in the groove anymore. So I've, I've done that for for lots. I have like a backlog of some. I'm just like, uh, am I going to am I gonna listen to these? So hopefully, Isaiah, that hasn't happened to you. And you'll be, you'll yeah. still be a listener. So, uh, But either way, thank you for the email. All right. Well, I have another iTunes review, a five-star iTunes review. Or is it Apple Podcasts now, actually? But I'm going to call it iTunes yeah. until the day I die. That's right. Just like the Transco Tower and the Astrodome, mm-hmm. Enron Field, yep. the Reliance Stadium. The Summit. The summit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Eddie M0765 with us a five-star review. The ultimate companion piece. He says, I just started rewatching Smallville on Hulu and I needed a deeper dive. This podcast is it. The hosts are knowledgeable, entertaining, and above all else, share the same reverence for the show that I still do. Well, thanks, Eddie. And uh, that's what we try to be. We try to be knowledgeable, entertaining, and have a certain sense of reverence because, yeah. like, uh, you know, we tear this show apart pretty good. But, yeah. But we love it. It's from a place of love. Yeah. So, anyway. We don't do it because, yeah, we, we do it because we love it. That's right. All right. Next is an email. Um, 
email title is the crows don't feed themselves uh and it is from i'm gonna i'm gonna try to pronounce this name correctly uh johan weisbrock i'm gonna I'm, i hope that's right uh and and if, if if not uh forgive me uh but he says hello zach i'm a huge fan of your podcast and just like you i grew up watching the series it's been hugely successful in Germany, at least in the beginning. Sadly, the, la- the later seasons from six on weren't treated well by German television, and the final season uh, was only released on DVD and only aired on television years later in 2015. Damn. Uh, nevertheless, the series meant a great deal to me growing up, and I kind of identified with, with Clark, of course. I could relate to, uh, to the feeling of not fitting in. I just started watching the show over from the beginning, and it's amazing what little details you can find even after several rewatches, uh, always followed by the corresponding uh, episode of your podcast. I made it up to Drone, season one, uh, eight, uh, episode 18 by now. I'm only watching one episode a week at the moment, mostly due to time restraints, but hey, that feels like being back in the days of weekly episodes, right? Your episode really helps me understand the whole cultural uh, feel of American high school life, which is vastly different from what we have in Germany. My basic understanding back in the day, of course, today is different with the internet and all, of American culture and the way of of life was really informed by the shows like this. (laughs) I wonder what other shows you watched. Um, I attached two links of YouTube videos of the German version of Smallville. Uh, If you're interested, unlike other countries, Germany always creates its own dubs. Uh, which meant that sometimes they waited three or more years for a season in Germany and we we're always lagging behind. Uh, so, yeah, so he sent some links for the pilot and a trailer of a rerun, uh, including the pyrotechnic football coach. Uh, thank you for uh, your work. All the best wishes, Johan. Yeah, I, I also find that funny to think like this was your forms your view of what life is like in America. Yeah. But again, but like you hear that a lot about like, about we like, do the same thing. yeah, we do, we do the same thing. And it's, it's fun. Like, especially like, like athletes who come over here, like for example, like, uh, you know, like, uh, you hear about like athletes, like watching like friends or something to learn English and stuff like that. You know, it's just like, it's just interesting how that kind of works. So thank you, Johannes. Our next message is from Gabe Verticelli. And uh, he says, dude, I just discovered your podcast and Facebook page. It's awesome. I consider myself one of the many Smallville super fans. I think it's great what you're doing. I got a ton of respect for you. Keep up the amazing work. Well, thank you, Gabe. We shall. All right. Got another email from Andrew Parker. Um, <clears throat> so I could do the justice to the title of this email. <clears throat> Give me damn keys. Uh, what's up, Zach? Sorry, Zach. <laughs> he spelled your name the I, inappropriate I must way. Have, I must have mentioned this. Must have been after I mentioned people spell. At some point, that I mentioned it's pet peeve of mine. People spell name. What do you mean? Wrong. At some point, did you mention you mentioned that all the time? Well, I mean, on there. I mean, like oh, in real yeah. life, I do. When I when I'm, what what opportunity would I have had on the show? Pretty much any time you we, talk. Do we ever go on tangents? <laughs> we stick. We have a we run a tight ship over here. Thank you for spelling my name right, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I recently found the podcast and have and have been powering through at a pretty good pace. I drive for a living, and I'm able to knock out a few every day. Smallville is my favorite show, and I'm glad you're doing this. You and Lance do a fantastic job. Thank you. Nick, also, if he happens to see this, <laughs> shout out to Nick. Yeah. Nick, uh, Nick was supposed to be here tonight. Yes, he was. He was. He had to work late. Yeah. And so that's why he's not here. 
But yes, Nick, Nick, you're here in spirit. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> he, if all goes well, he'll be back with a nice bag. Absolutely. We, we really like the vibe we had last time with the three of us. So Absolutely. we're, we're going to keep that going. So. Cool. Um, as well as all the other guests. I just finished season three here after podcast and after and had a couple thoughts that weren't brought up as one of my favorite bits uh, you do is what day is it? What time is it? What time of year is it? First, when Lana and Pete are running uh, and the new kid Jordan blows by them, they're wearing what would appear to be Smallville cross-country t-shirts. Uh, t-shirts. They never mentioned once if Lana and Pete are on the cross-country team. I'm assuming they aren't, and this is just gym class. I don't know why they'd be issued cross-country t-shirts for gym class, but whatever. Plus, this episode aired in February, and I'm not sure about your high school, but at ours, cross-country was a fall sport correct uh next when lana was telling jordan that she that he was uh quote really focused out there there are football players coming out of the locker room fully dressed on their way to football practice again it's february just wanted to see if you noticed these uh these and if they made you laugh like it made me laugh sorry to be so long-winded again the podcast is fantastic and i can't wait to hear your season four thoughts and beyond Thank you uh, from your newest patron, Andrew Parker. Again, a new patron. Thank you very much, Andrew, for your patronage. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like, um, was it in, uh, what, what what season was it when they had tickets to see the sharks? Um, but it's like the spring. Yeah, it's like springtime. <laughs> the sharks in Arena Leaf. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> or the XFL. It's like, I understand football is a big part of high school. Uh-huh. But it doesn't happen year-round. No, I... Let's think maybe we'll have to. Thank, thanks for bringing that up, Andrew. Yeah. Our next email is from McKinsey Revior, and it's titled, Recently Discovered Your Podcast. I saw it mentioned on the Smallville subreddits. Hey! I have posted there five or six times. You're famous. And now people are seeing So I guess I got to go back you and do. spread the word. But anyway, uh, I saw it mentioned on the Smallville subreddit, and I've been binging it since. I'm only on the Redux episode, but I wanted to say... I've really enjoyed it. Smallville is my favorite all-time show and is what made Superman my favorite hero. The podcast got me to revisit the Smallville books, and I just started the first young adult novel, Strange Visitor. Have you read those? Or are you going to do episodes on them in the end? I'm in the first 50 pages, and it mentions Whitney's wrecked trucks and how difficult it was to handle the stacked trucks. <laughs> Clark shows off his powers to his dad, it even tells Chloe and Pete the alien thing because he knows and won't believe it. Anyway, my point is, it reminded me a lot of your discussions and first season, and so far, feels just as good. Faye. So, maybe Faye is your nickname. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so thanks, Faye, for the email. I uh, haven't read any of those, but as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, we are going to cover those books. Uh, sounds like you've read them. Mm -hmm. So send me an email if you want to be on one of those episodes. You're welcome to because I need people, other people that have read the books, which I know was not everybody. Uh, but the Strange Visitor is, um, it's not the pilot because the pilot is a rival, which is so confusing. Yeah. Uh, but that is one of the, the series. I, I think maybe there's like nine or ten of those books. Uh, but I've never read them. I intend to read them before the podcast is over and we'll do episodes on them. So if you want to send in an email or thoughts or you want to chime in yourself, let me know. Uh, I know these are not easy to find mm -hmm. or have a lot of people read them. So it's not like the show itself or uh, it's easily accessible. So maybe we'll do a little something different for those. But yes, that's in the plan. So, uh, so thanks for finding the podcast. 
All right. Next is an email from James Lee, a fan of Smallville and this podcast. Hey, Zach and company. I'd like to start out with how amazing this podcast is. Zach is such a great host and all the other guests are great, are just as great. I can't remember which tweet. It was around two months ago. I saw the always hold on to Smallville and looked it up, found out it was a podcast and gave it a listen. By the end of the episode one, I knew I had found gold. <laughs> cool. As of today, I finally caught up and I love everything about this podcast. Another guy, two months. I know, man. It's crazy. Woo, woo. Um, the episode walkthrough, episode connection to future past episode, guest actor roles and other shows, the rants and tangents, and Easter egg. I love is Easter eggs. I don't have to understand them, but if it's pointed out and given a brief explanation about it, then I can appreciate it all the more. I really enjoyed the recent Wizard World Austin episode. I could almost imagine I was there along for the ride. I had a chance to meet Tom Welling and Michael Rosenbaum at Fan Expo Boston, and I was so amped about it. But then a week before the convention, I, it was canceled, and, it, and that really put a damper on things. The only silver linings was that the convention said they would be coming next year with more Smallville guests, so I can only pray that it isn't canceled again. And from the amount of, that was paid for the photo op, I need to save some serious cash. Um, Remember. <laughs> don't do it with a friend. <laughs> this is my new favorite thing about this podcast. <laughs> Clearly. But you know what? I'm glad I'm in the center of this photo. Good, good for you. That's right. Good for you. <laughs> Um, before I get into the reason why I wrote this email, I figured I'd wait until I caught up with the podcast, thinking someone might have caught it along the way, but I don't think anyone has. I was wondering about one of the, uh, about one of the tally boards. Maybe hospital visit should, uh, should be one higher. In season five, episode one, Arrival, there was three counted, Jonathan, Martha, and Lana, but the most important one wasn't counted, Chloe. Clark and Chloe were in a hospital while talking about Clark's secret. Maybe what counts for a hospital visit just uh, differs from what I had in mind, but I thought at the time that it should have been a, it should have been tallied. Oh, I'll mention this now. I, I believe I've updated it because I realized this mistake. Mm-hmm. I think we, I, I think we yeah. talked about it on ours, too. Uh, very stupid mistake. Yeah. Well, it's, it wasn't Smallville. It's true. So I wasn't thinking about it, but it's like, yeah, she's in the hospital. Yep. So, yeah, big... Uh, big uh, Miss there, but, but it has been rectified. So, mm-hmm. yes, but please go on. Cool. Uh, now the reason of this email. Mid-October, my house had a small kitchen fire. Thankfully, no one, went, no one in my family was hurt, and the fire was mostly contained in the kitchen. I was told it would take six to seven months before we can move back in the house. For the first two weeks, I was in a hotel and pretty much stuck there. Because of the circumstance, the location, and lack of a car, I was suffering, suffering from cabin fever. Coupled with the fact that the place I called home was currently out of commission. I was really down, almost depressed. I didn't want to bother my friends to, uh, too much since they had their own lives to live. The last thing I wanted to do was have them show, uh, was to have them shoulder my burdens. Also two things. The two things that kept me sane was one, my Nintendo switch and two, this podcast, no matter how difficult the day was when I was making sure my family was okay and planning on what to do next. This podcast always cheered me back up. This podcast was my second win when I was overwhelmed. I wanted to take take this chance so I can say thanks to everyone on this podcast. Thank you. Thank you for all the work that is uh, done in each episode. Thank you for being there in spirit when I was feeling uh, buried in emotion and turmoil. Hopefully, once I get back on my feet, I'll be a member of Level 33.1 soon. I'm a grateful listener, James Lee. 
All right, well, thank you, James. And uh, and you are a, a patron, so thank mm-hmm. you for that. And I talked to you some of the patrons. So, yeah, man, that, that means a lot to say that. I mean, yes. I, I've, I've had um, podcasts I listen to during you know, tough times that kind of just help you escape from the, you know, the, the, the everyday, you know, the grind. But, you know, even if it's just everyday grind or if it's, like, serious stuff that's going on, and that's what this is about. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's fun for us to do, and it's also just it's a fun place where you can just – Put put your troubles aside. You know, a place where everybody knows your name. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where people see your trouble all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Starting Frasier. <laughs> I know, right? Anyway, all seriousness, James. <laughs> Sorry, we tend to break into song and dance, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm glad we could uh, bring a little light into a dark time in your life there. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, looks like, I mean, from what you said, uh, things weren't too serious. Could have been a lot worse. So yeah, uh, fortunately, no one was too uh, seriously injured. And hopefully, you're back in your home now, relaxing, and mm-hmm. you can listen to uh, Always Selling Smallville all throughout the house. So yeah. anyway, just uh, don't be a stranger, and uh, welcome to Patreon, and uh, thanks for being a listener. So uh, there you have it. It's Corey Moore, stats guy. Let's us know about our main character, Des. Uh, he says, hey, Zach, stats guy here to help out with the tally <laughs> board for the main character, Des. You keep forgetting about Lana dying in the Crisis episode. <laughs> I went back and listened to your review on Crisis, and you counted it for Adam shooting Lana in the future timeline. So that makes a total of seven main character deaths. Lana twice in Crisis and Lexmas, Clark twice in Talisman and Hidden, Jason Teague in Commencement, Martha in Fever, Whitney in Visage. So there you go. If you want to add any other categories, just let me know. I'll do the research for you. <laughs> up, up, and away. So thank you, Corey. Absolutely. I, I think we did figure it out. Yeah. I think actually in our Lexmas conversation, we did. But anyway, it's at least the next conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Lexmas. Zach, I've been waiting eagerly. This is another email from Corey. Yeah. Uh, I've been waiting eagerly to hear your review on Lexmas. This is one of my favorite episodes. Top 10? Not sure, but real good. Speaking of real good, give it up for Cavante as your guest host. I, was look, uh, I will look forward to hearing him again on the podcast. Also, a big thanks to him for serving our country. Men and women like him are one of the many reasons we have such a great country. USA! 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 Um, you said that in the email? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, true. But for real, though, yes. <laughs> thank you for your service. Come thank on. Thank you for your service. <laughs> He's a really cool guy, too. So I shouts agree. to you. Go Titans. Yeah. Uh, Lexmas gets an A-plus rating from me. This episode is key for when Lex turns evil, turns to the evil comic book character we know and love. And Rosenbaum's acting is a huge contributing factor for why this episode gets such a high grade. My favorite scene is when Lex goes to Lionel and begs him uh, to help Lana. John Glover was amazing in that scene. How can I have a grand, uh, grandchildren? I don't even have a son. Up, up, and away. Well, thank you, Corey. Yeah, Lexus is a good one. Mm-hmm. So, Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, next email comes from Joskrit Singh. And they say, Crisis, what a shame. Mm. I should have known Welling would only accept the role if he could disappoint us once again. Ooh. There better be more, though. I'm so sad right now. Jazz. So, Lance, what are your thoughts on that? We have two hours left. <laughs> On your left. Yep. <laughs> I, I, would, I would bet good money. We'll have a moment. When Tom Welling shows up in a costume of some kind. 
Yeah. Because if we don't, then then we could be sad. Well, I mean, the Earth, two- the Earth did get destroyed. Yeah, but you know, it's coming back because they just they destroyed everything. Yeah, um, there's going to be an on your left moment. But even if there's not, would you be upset? A little bit, yes. Like, okay, if hmm. I I'm fine again. We've talked about this. We'll talk about it some more. That's why mm-hmm. I, I think somebody mentioned earlier. I said this will come up later. Yeah, I uh, I'm fine with them wherever what happened to the man of tomorrow ending. Because he was Superman okay. for like almost a decade. That's okay. And he did everything. Now, my only issue is Lex Luthor is currently the president. That's the problem. Yes. But what if he's not president anymore? Because you refer to ex-presidents as presidents. So like, oh, I didn't realize the president was in town. But it would be like an ex-president. Like, it's true. If, if you said like, hey, Ronald Reagan's here. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize the president yeah, was in town. Yeah, like, what's he doing here? the dead. Yeah. Um, you know, Jimmy Carter's here. Oh, the president. Yeah, right? gotcha. So that's how I can headcanon. People are like, well, that's my figure. Okay. Clark gave up his powers. Lois got pregnant. They had twin girls. Mm-hmm. That's why they had them when he didn't have his powers. Yes. But he was still Superman. Remember, this takes place at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Mm-hmm. A crisis. Yes. So that is a full um, year and a half after the last scene of Superman. They got married. Mm-hmm. They consummated their relationship. <laughs> yeah. He got pregnant, have kids. Like, that's maybe that's what he was going to do. He was going to go save the day one last time they were going to get married. Maybe. Maybe. See, there's lots of ways you can cut it. And he's and I understand people want to see Tom Marling in suit. I get mm-hmm. it. I, of course I did. Mm-hmm. But I like how we have an ending now for this character. Or mm-hmm. it's like good. He lived happily ever after. And this is the this is the Clark I recognize from Smallville. Yes. Like I wouldn't have. I, we talked about this. I wouldn't have recognized. Hello, I'm I'm Superman, Clark. Right. That's, yeah. That, you know. So it, the, the, the thing is, it would have been cool, but this does play to what we see from him early on you know and so but then but people i understand uh jazz so your point i get it too there are so many episodes that were like this is why i need to be superman yes exactly right this is one of the best uh morals of the show Mm -hmm. it's like well i have to be this guy because no one else will be you know yes i stop people like you're it's like "Eh, well he did that for like his whole life and then you know we always said right well what's he gonna do when he's superman he did everything you're right he did everything yeah there's nothing left to do (laughs) and also if we take if we take the Supergirl CW verse, Arrowverse logic. Yeah. We have Supergirl, you don't need Superman. Because <laughs> Tyler Hackman's like, hey, you're good. And he left, right? <laughs> yeah. He, would, he was going to do the same thing. Yeah, he so, really did. Like, you could, so many not, arguments. Not going to do, he, he did he it. Did, yeah. Um, but in a vacuum, I'm cool with it. I, I really, I sit here, as someone you've heard me rage about things on mm-hmm. and off for years now. I can really, and I'm not just saying that. Like, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be lying to the listeners. You know this. I don't, That's drink, very I don't true. drink the Kool Aid. He drinks no Kool Aid. I drink no Kool Aid. I pour the Kool Aid out. Absolutely. Right? That's what I do. So, uh, but I, but I, but I do understand if you feel shortchanged. Yeah. Now, even if we don't get our on the left moment from like every all the heroes coming back, mm-hmm. which I think we will, because all you need will. is someone from a green screen for five minutes. Yes. <laughs> That's all you need. Um, I think we're gonna get it, and then and then what? Like I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. I mean, if the Earths get restored, maybe we see them again. And maybe. maybe we won't. <laughs> That'll be it. But I, um, I, I'm cool with it. But I understand if you're not. I understand. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. I do. So, so thank you for sharing your thoughts, Jazz. Cool. All right. Next, we have a five star iTunes review from City Chick seventy four. I own the whole Smallville series. I listen every day. It's wonderful to listen with someone who totally gets the in the show. I would like to hear my name said on your podcast and what and that would make my day. Thank you for making me laugh and filling me in with the behind the scenes info. Love this podcast. Well, City Chick 74. Uh, you got it. There's your name on the podcast. Uh, uh, feel free to send us your real name. We'll say that, too. <laughs> uh, so next we have uh, Jim Thomas. Email your podcast. Hi, Zach. 
I've been listening to your podcast for several months now, and I'm on season four. It's a blast to hear what you and Lance and others, shout out to Lance there, have to say, and I really appreciate how much time you put into your podcast. I put a lot of time to this. You do. Let's do Thank you. Smallville is my favorite show, too. I enjoy early seasons and the late seasons. I don't hate season four, LOL. (laughs) But truthfully love all the seasons, even the silliest episodes. I, too, was glad Tom Welling came back in Crisis. Initially, I was seriously disappointed he came up with his powers. But as a father, I understand it and appreciate your insight that he was Superman for about 10 years or somewhat longer than that and decided to raise a family. It's honestly a similar decision uh, to my own to be a stay-at-home dad. Even though I watch Arrow and Flash and some of the other shows, I was surprised to learn there's going to be a new Superman show. With that said, keep up the great work. I'll be checking out your Star Trek show soon. And then he, uh, he had a quick follow-up. He said... Uh, because I you know, emailed him, emailed him mm-hmm. back. He, he's a patron now. He's a level 33 more patron, but cool. he is cool with not being on the podcast, oh. so he just wants to support the show. Oh, level. cool. So um, you're going to see him listed. I didn't leave him out. <laughs> he chose to not participate. But, Jim, if you ever change your mind, you have one credit so far going on two for yeah. a member of level 33 more. Uh, so he had another follow-up because we emailed a little bit back and forth, and he said, um, man, Standard Orbit is really good. I've listened to three episodes now on the new Star Trek movies. That's when I started. I let him know what my first episode was of Standard Orbit. Um, 133, I believe. Okay. 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for letting me know the episode you started on. You rock and really hold your own with your knowledge next to all the other hosts. Well, thank you. Uh, and then he said, I had a thought that you do a podcast for the new Superman Lois series when it comes out. That'd be pretty cool. Eager to hear your thoughts on the latter half of Smallville 2. Thanks again. Well, I'm going to leave that. To my friends and fellow podcasters, our friend Lauren Wynn mm-hmm. is planning to do a podcast about Superman and Lois. So tune into that. Lance yeah. and I will definitely be guests on that show. If yeah. Lauren will share the mic with us. Yes. So, so thank you, Jim. And thank you for your generous 33.1 contribution. And again, you're always welcome to attend should you change your mind. Cool. Uh, next is a Facebook message from Jason Michael Jeter. I have to say that Smallville, the Smallville sequence from Crisis was like a slap in the face to me. I know that Clark spent the first half of the series denying his heritage, but he grew into embracing his destiny by the finale, which means in continuity with the comic version of the series, Lex is still the destined enemy of Clark and could one day launch missiles, <laughs> missiles as president. I was glad to see Tom and Erica just finished, uh, just wishing this was an alternate version of Smallville, especially since the epilogue from uh, the finale taking place in 2018, Clark and Lois are, are getting married finally. Yet the current ep- uh, appearance of the characters in 2019 already have two daughters that are old enough to make a mess. LOL. I do respect some of the, some aspects of Clark and Lois starting a family yet. It feels like a retcon to me, much like how the surviving characters of aliens would be killed off in alien three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does it need cut? Well done. Uh, that's how I, that's how it felt for me. Uh, I don't think, of anyone any differently and will always be a Smallville fan. Just wishing it was more thrilling for a crisis story. Well, I mean, I, I see your argument. I, I get, I get people's frustrations with it. Um, but I, I think had we, have we seen Clark be Superman in the finale series finale? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, he was Superman. And then this happened. I'm like, Oh, that's the end of the Superman. But it's cause we never got it. Yeah. Like in a true sense. I think that's what's driving me. And I get it. Like, yeah, yeah. I get it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you make a good point, Jason, because it's like all the episodes where he lost his powers, like, oh, 
now I understand that I need my powers, mm-hmm. right? So, um, yeah, th- this will be talked about forever now. Yeah. Much like the finale was. That's correct. So the difference is I liked this. Yeah. <laughs> and as we talked, this is like a more suitable finale for the show that Smallville was. Yeah. Like an in-cap. Yeah. Like if this was a flash-forward at the end of the last episode of season five or something, right? Or after epilogue. Right, right, right. But anyway. Sorry, Homecoming. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Epilogue's a different show. It's, uh, Batman Beyond. Yep. Hashtag keep epilogue a secret to quote the guys from DC Watchtower. That's true. You watch all those? Oh, I watch all those. That's my favorite, that's my favorite YouTube channel now. Uh, that's that's a top five YouTube channel. Right? It is. And, and we actually we follow each other on, on Twitter. Nice, because uh, uh, the guy that does like the Jays reviews, do you watch those too? Which one of those? He's going through the DCAU. No. Anyway, shout out to Jays reviews. Those are great. Right, Jays reviews. I'll check it out. You're here first. I think they're. I think he's part of the Watch Hour database, but it's just a different thing. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Well, our final email of mailbag number five comes from Kelly Williamson. Vortex analysis. I recently discovered your podcast, and I love it. Smallville is awesome, my favorite show ever. I'm emailing you because I'm listening to the Vortex analysis, and I swear I can hear a bong in the background. Is that what it is, or is it some kind of noise from the production? It's really distracting, and I haven't noticed it on any of the other previous podcasts. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. You're the best, and I've learned so much from you. Well, uh, Craig Byrne from Krypton Side was my guest that episode. And I reached out to Craig after I received this email, and I said, Craig, I got people telling me, we're smoking bongs during our podcast. Man. This has to stop. But he is actually, as I recall, like he was he was visiting his mom in Florida at the time, and he was not smoking. And I know I wasn't either. So it might have just been some ambient noise, something like that. Sometimes if you do some noise reduction, it can make some weird background noises. I actually, uh, I did not revisit the tape and listen. I'll have to go back and listen now yeah. and, and hear um, hear what I might have heard, hear what yeah. you might have heard. There, but but uh, no, this is a bong-free household here, my friend. So we never drink when I fly. Go okay. Superman. So, um, so there you have it, everybody. Thanks for your emails. That was Indeed. a fun one to hit. On. But thank you for uh, mailbag number five. Um, like I said, we'll be back next week, crisis, and that'll be now that will be the final word on if Tom Welling will ever put on anything. Yeah. <laughs> Superman. It really will. <laughs> it really will. Because they're. Yeah, guys. Like I, like I said, I, I would, I would put, I would bet my bottom dollar <laughs> that we see um, just a cameo, even. Yeah. You know, like a, because you got to, you got to, you got to think that it's going to be some kind of, because you don't know anything about the last. Like, there's not going to be these seven people versus the anti monitor. Correct. Uh, they're going to bring people back. Mm-hmm. We was, you know, the monitor died, and we know he's going to be back. Yeah. Without his mutton chops, I guess he's reborn or something. Yes, you know? I means you're younger if you don't have mutton chops. But it's gonna be, I guess, with the shadow demons is what they're called. Mm-hmm. I still don't remember what they're called. Like an army of those people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how easy is that to do in a computer? Like you know, you just <laughs> get like, all right, Tom, stand over here. Okay, do that. This. Okay, good. We're good. Thanks. Yeah. It's like thirty minutes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you do that with all the characters, right? And then you have them like you know, around. but but who's gonna? I mean, is it gonna be like on your like it? Ha- it is gonna be. It is. It's. Uh, but who's going to say it to who? There's no earpieces. Yeah, I know. Would you care to step outside? They already did that. I know. They already did that on um, freaking um, Christ on Earth X. Yeah. The only reason they made Overlord Supergirl a general was for, mm-hmm. for them to say that. Yeah. So but that's what it's going to be. They're going to be this wasteland area. Yeah. It's going to be like, who's the best one left? I guess Barry. <laughs> you know, 
Bear. I don't know who who would who would be the Captain America here. I was gonna it would be Oliver, but he's dead already. It's probably gonna be Barry. He's the spirit, right? Yeah, Barry or Supergirl. You're not alone, Poe. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid Star Wars or something like that. But hey, but honestly, like I I think I've mentioned this to you privately, but like what they need to do when they have like the final like, you know, last charge, Mm -hmm. like initially they need to use the the animated Justice League theme. I would lose it. I really have no expectation of what's going to happen because the only things we've seen. This is Wasteland. Yeah. And then we know the seven characters that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the Monitor's coming back. And assumably all the Earths will come back, or at least some of them. Yeah. Because they're not going to merge them all. Because there's still other shows. That's true. Like, you, you got to remember there's these plots going on, like on Black Lightning. They're gonna be like, oh, forget about that. We're on Earth 1 now. Yeah. Send me back to Freeland. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, please. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a show you need to keep watching, everybody. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's like what? What do you do after this? It's like it's like the Marvel. It's like the MCU after Endgame. Yes. Oh, oh Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Two oh, months later. Oh, Spider-Man's going to Europe. Cool. <laughs> We're far from home, bro. Whoa, Mr. Stark. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I do hope we have something small related to say uh, in our episode. If we don't, I'll be surprised, but I won't be like disappointed. Mm-hmm. But okay, I'll say this: if they restore theirs at the end, I want to see a picture of Clark and Lois and their daughters. Yeah. Sitting on the porch or something, right? Yeah. I don't know. We need that, you know, whatever happened to man. They have powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of them crushes the coal and makes the thing. There we go. They were back. We're back. That's the small spin spinoff I want. So, that'll be it. Okay. For this mailbag. I, uh, you know, they, they kill objects. No, that, that's what I was thinking. Like, like I, I always thought in Elseworlds we were going to see. They restored Earth 90, and there's John Wesley Ship mm-hmm. and Tina and Uncle Julio. Yeah. But he's dead. He is. <laughs> he's dead. Oh, he's dead. He's big time. I didn't realize that when we were talking about Matt Truex, he was like, yeah, you know the trailer? The Like, you're right. I forgot seeing that trailer until yeah. we talked about it. But I'm like, you're right. They just like showed that symbol. He's like, our Flash doesn't wear that symbol. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they're not going to restore that. Because you can't. I don't know. Marvel did it. Like, huge sacrifice. We all did it. Keep talking about in-game in this. We can keep talking about Superman. Okay. You know what? And the and the difference is in the MCU we got to see Steve Rogers, Captain America. Okay, great. But the end of Endgame with Captain America and Peggy Carter. Yes. Right. That is the ending we get for Clark and Lois from Smallville. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Like, there's plenty of other people out there saving the world. He did his part. Mm-hmm. He's moving on. So story wise, it works okay. in my opinion because Captain America is the Superman of the Marvel universe. Yes. So and that was the ending we all wanted and were rooting for, and that's what we got. Mm-hmm. And I, I equate that to Clark's ending with, Chloe, uh, with Lois in Smallville. <laughs> Chloe, huh? Yes. <laughs> Chloe. <laughs> yes. So that's the way I see it. Okay. Story-wise, it works. I think outside of the stories, it doesn't work because everyone wanted to see Clark Kent from Smallville talking mm-hmm. about Superman. But there you have it. So that's my job. What do you think of that? It's fine. I'm still, I'm still waiting to see what we actually get. So there you have it, guys. Uh, we'll be back with um, Crisis Parts 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. Uh, so I is know. It, it, it's going to be like uh, Absolute Justice. People yes. are like, is that two episodes or one? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like forever. It's going to be so annoying. So, well, that was a fun mailbag. Thank yeah. you, right? And um, lots of different opinions, lots of different takes, lots of different messages. And I think I, I will... Um, I'll, st- I'll start doing things differently and I'll like respond to them. Mm-hmm. But, but it's like, if I respond to you... Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, cool. Is it just as exciting to hear me respond to you on the air? 
You know what I'm saying? That's, that was kind of my thinking. Like, I got oh, you. we're going to save it for the air. So send me an email. Let me know. I'll read it on the next. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it on the next mailbag. So yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, I'm Zach. I'm Lance. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MoronZach. That's M-O-R-E-O-N-Z-S-T-H. I'm also the host of another podcast, Franchise Fatigue. We talk about movies, remakes, reboots, sequels, when a franchise, when a franchise gets fatigued. I always mess it up just like that. Yeah. And I always correct it just like that. Cool. And that's going to be part of my spiel. Excellent. Now on. That's where you can find me. What about you, Lance? You can find me at Sir Lance Laster on my social medias. That's right across the board. That's right. And as for the podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Always Marvel with one S. On some Facebook at Always Small to Smallville. You can send us an email at Always Smallville at gmail.com once again with one S. You get to hear it here on the air in about eight to nine months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, we'll be back. Talking crisis, but until then, always hold on to Smallville. Always hold on to Smallville is brought to you by listeners like you. Nathan McKenzie, Dallas Hernandez, Capante Chillis, Chris Fuchs, Jim Thomas, Joe Mikendo, Steve Rogers, Thomas Navin, Tim Miller, John Curcio, Atif Sheik, Molly Ficarella, Trayvon Brady, Mike Franz, John Lloyd, Mariotti Sachi, Alana Gibbs, Casey Cochran, Andrew Parker, Catherine Emmerich, James Lee, James Bandini II, Adam Sullins, Corey Moore, Dylan D'Antonio, Kathleen Holland, Nick Ryan Magdoza, Eddie Bissell, Cameron Minard, Nicholas Fanzler, Catherine Caldwell, Rachel Miller, Will Hunt, Tom Gerke, T. Hamill, Nicholas Coso, Jared Gibbs, Erica Flynn, Darren Kirch, Anthony Anderson, Joey Deinberg, Fress Horshey, Lonnie Williamson, and Dave Giannoccio. Thank you so much to all these patrons, and you too can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash alwaysmallville with one S. Hope to see you there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.